Hey, this is Jacques. This is Joe. Welcome to Carnival Personnel Sideshow. We have a very special guest. So, Joe, you, when was it? Was it was it October that we played at Ralph's? I forget. September, I was, October? It was late September. Late yeah. September. I thought it was our first time playing at Ralph's. Apparently, we have played there a number of times before that I was informed uh, when we got there. We had a very lengthy talk about the decor. At uh, at it, you were both impressed by the wild E. Coyote. <laughs> oh, the safe! No, oh, the well, there was the large speaker hanging from the ceiling by a chain with the X on the floor right under it. Yeah, so that was great. And, and that night, as you remember, uh, I think we were both wowed by the rationales and uh, the the band Gold Star Boulevard. And I remember you saying, "If this podcast can do one thing." This calendar year is to get somebody from Goldstar. Remember having said that? Yeah, I thought that was a private conversation <laughs> that we would have just between me and you. But yeah, I do remember that. And and we talked a great deal about uh, where 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 we stood with shirts being buttoned and unbuttoned during during the performance. Yeah, I do remember that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you said if we get somebody, make sure it's the unbuttoned shirt kid. Remember that? I can neither confirm nor deny saying that. And. I will ask you, it's just a yes or no, do you have a windowless van in your driveway? Uh, and <laughs> No. And is this not the best way to get young boys into a basement willingly by having it? These mics aren't even on. I don't appreciate <laughs> this line of questioning, and I think we're wasting people's valuable time. Um, if anyone's listening. <laughs> so anyways, with that said, uh, introduce yourself, Alex. Uh, I'm Alex from Gold And do you Star go Boulevard. by Alex or Alex? I do go by Alex okay. or whatever you want to call me. Make sure that he tramples over the name of your band that you're here to promote. Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay. What's the name of your band? Gold Star Boulevard. So that's Boulevard. great to hear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's catching. No, what, so this is Alex from Gold Star Boulevard. Yeah. Welcome. And thank you for joining us. And, and um, you know, hopefully you won't be regretting this when you're actually, you know, making it bigger than a podcast in somebody's <laughs> basement. No, it's fine. I've grown to regret a lot of things. But, hey. We we grow from them. Yeah. Hey, Mark Marin has a you know he started his in a garage, you know. So he, I think he's still in the garage. <laughs> I think he moved to a bigger garage. Okay. That's, okay well, yeah. right, but right. yeah. well, we're in a basement now. So yeah, you know, exactly. Oh, I do plan on moving to place. a bigger basement. So yeah. <laughs> the old pizza, the cup guy, right out of business. <laughs> All right. So we did. We played this show, and it was a lot of fun. You know, we play a lot with the rationales, and mostly because. I don't like to leave the house ever. And the kid Dave from the Rationales, the singer, has sat in with my buddy Dan and I, who've been a two-piece for most of the past 20 years. Um, the bass player we had that night was our bass player from the early 90s. Again, I don't think I saw him since I moved to L.A., but he has claimed that we've hung out a couple times since. And then we saw you guys, and you guys were a lot of fun. So you heard us talk about you before. Now we're playing again. I, I don't know why we're playing again, but somebody said, oh, come play here now and bring bands you want. So that's why we had called you guys, because you guys were fun, and we wanted to have you on to talk about the band, how it came to be, what you guys are doing, and also um, just to kind of make fun of you. So. Hey, well, <laughs> always take that. So how did the band come to Now, there are brothers in the band, right? Two of the guys are brothers? They are, yeah. The singer and the bassist, Chris and Dave. And the bassist is the one with the absolute gorgeous. He's the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah. Mid 80s. Uh, no, yes. Oh, you could go Stranger Things, but I'm going Fabio 
romance novel covers. I went Stranger Things the first thing. You first did? thing I okay, saw, I was did. like, yes. Okay. I like, uh, as soon as your band walked by, not to make fun of anybody, it was by their appearance, but I was oh, no, please do. saying to my friends, I loved him in Stranger Things. I loved him in Stranger Things. I loved him in Stranger Things. I said you guys looked like a rock version of a boy band because everybody had a different look and it was like like a PR firm came in it's like you're the bad boy you're the brooding one you're the funny you're you're the Ringo you're the the lovable loser and you're this uh, because you guys did and so the two brothers one of them has the Fabio Stranger Things hair and the other one has the awesome white man fro the um what was the ABA movie where Will Ferrell played the basketball semi pro yeah he had the like the Bill Russell special kind of thing it, it, it it was, it was epic. Which um, one's the lovable loser in the band, by the way? It would way? be the drummer. Oh, okay. It's always, it's, it, it's usually, <laughs> it, it usually is. Uh, and you had, um, was it purple pants? Uh, if they're bright red pants that my girlfriend well, okay. there really hates. Yeah, okay, see, but I, I, I was saying, to, you know, to management, um, which is my wife, I'm like, you could give me all the money in the world. I wouldn't know where to buy pants like that. Like, I don't know if I've ever... Oh, yeah. But no. I'm not cool enough to know. You got to go to the ladies section at Savers. Okay. <laughs> Prime real estate. I'm not allowed there anymore. That's a podcast oh, for no. a different day. Whoa. Just whoa. the ladies section he's not allowed in. Look, look, look. How about that? Yeah, you only spilled a little on the floor. Shut it. Um, uh, and I kept saying all night, like, my wife, She, we kept, like... Wanting to go over, and we were trying to find the nice way to say it. It's like, how old are you guys? Because, yeah. honestly, I have socks that are older. And I think it's great that you guys Probably playing do, out. Yeah. But, yeah. And then we saw your parents, and I'm like, now I, somebody's parents were over there. Um, that would be the 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 Buttons guy. That's their, Those are his parents. And I was like, yeah. they look younger than me. I have to go ask. Mm-hmm. So you... Somebody's 21. You're 21? I am 22. 22. Yeah. Somebody, there was a couple kids that I heard the bouncer saying so we got, had to wait outside until they, they're set. We've got an 18-year-old singer. That's the uh, the, the white man fro guy. Uh, this The guitarist and the bassist are both 20. Okay. So And they turn 21 like within a week of each other, I think. So Nice. So that'll come next year. I guess the first question is, and we'll just you know get the elephant out of the room. All right. Which one of your girlfriends is most likely to break the band up? Oh, man. Wow. That's, <laughs> that would be the singer's boyfriend, actually. No, he doesn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> Full disclaimer. Okay. Because he's not trying hard enough? Or uh, just, yeah. 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 Well, actually, we have a song called Not the One for Me, so that... That says a lot right there. <laughs> now, do you think it's harder being in a band and the post-Me Too, Time's Up movement? I have no idea what that means. Oh. See, see, he's that young. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> and that cool. Like, right, exactly. <laughs> um, the, the other thing that, that you know, my guitarist Dan and I, we kept wanting to go over and tell you guys is, we're you from the future, and you have to make better choices. I did hear that. My brother <laughs> thought know? that was hilarious. Because we did, because we're like, yeah. we, we, we all met at Fitchburg State in the late 80s, because that's how old we are. Like, late 80s, 88, 89, and we started playing out, you know, early early 90 and stuff like that. And we uh, we did a lot of dumb things. <laughs> As you do. I'm yeah. told. <laughs> right. 
So you, it's been reported in the new in the newspaper. It, it, yeah, we police made, logs, we've newspaper. Made, uh, yeah, more more than one time, Dan and I have woken up in protective custody. I'm like, I'm fine. No, it was the other eight people we were keeping you from, you asshole. Um, and they didn't want to go through the process of actually, you know, booking us, so they would just like throw us in like basically the drunk tank. Right. Okay. Uh, made a lot of made a lot of friends that way. Uh, so how did you guys get to be a band? Well, so the the other three have kind of been friends since they grew, they all grew up together, and uh, I saw, I met them a few years ago, and uh, I noticed they had some talent, and I've always wanted to pick up the drums, so I just said, hey, let's get it together, and um, since then we've kind of been playing uh, just for fun, doing covers and whatnot, and then uh, we started writing our own stuff, that, and it's really been kicking off this year. Who who thought covering Elvis? Were you guys covering Elvis we ironically? Covered- uh, like to be kitschy, funny, more kind for of? fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Everything we do is because f- we want to. It's for fun. Oh, um, all yeah. four covers. All, all four yeah. covers. But it's like the the button shirt kit was doing the Elvis, yes. and he was like really. And I wasn't sure if he was like joke trying to do the Elvis, or he's like I'm really trying to do a tribute to Elvis. Well, hey, and either way, it the way you want. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was doing an Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> You don't know who Andy Kaufman is. I've heard the name. Okay. Yeah. So how long have you been playing? Did you join to play drums? Were you playing drums before? I have always been tapping my hands on the desk, but I really started playing about three years ago. Nice. Yeah. So you guys have been a band for three years? About, yeah. And how much do you guys play out? How often? Uh, it really only started playing off this year. We played out about eight or ten times at this point. We have three more in the next four weeks. So thanks to you guys. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so we've been playing out. We played Ralph's. We played uh, some other Worcester places, Beatniks. We're playing there again in December, I think. Are, are you guys a quote-unquote Worcester band? Uh, as of right now, yes. Lowell will be our first out-of-Worcester gig. Are, are, are you guys from Worcester? Um, actually, none of us are exactly from Worcester, but we, we like to base it out of Worcester. It'd so, be yeah. crazy if they were out of New Jersey. And just, <laughs> that would be funny, you know, right? Let's start a band in Worcester. Let's just move to Worcester yeah. and start a band. <laughs> the greatest place to start a band. Exactly right? right. That's where the music scene is happening. It's the yeah. new Austin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot said about Worcester. It's the Austin of the North, I think, is what they call it. North Austin. Uh, I don't know Worcester <laughs> at all, like, because I never grew up around there, except, you know, Fitchburg, and, and that's. But it's crazy because Worcester, just in the past year, since I've just moved back here, uh, I ended up running. There was a football team, an arena football team that played at the uh, Worcester Se- DCU Center. Now it's the DCU. Yeah, yeah, Keep yeah, saying Worcester Centrum and stuff. And I've met a lot of Worcester people, and Worcester's really this cultish. Like people are like really proud of Worcester, really Worcester centric. And I'm why? Yeah, why? I honestly don't know why. As I, I'm not really from there myself. Like Shrewsbury, you guys, but, uh, the Shrewsbury band. I, I'm from Shrewsbury. The other guys, we we tend to practice up in uh, near Gardner, where uh, the guitarist is from. We practice in his basement. Mike Babiglia is from Shrewsbury. I think he's oh. like the biggest thing from Shrewsbury. Babiglia, I've heard the name. Yeah, actually, yeah. huge comedian. It's like, uh, uh, okay, so you guys have been together for three years. Where are you guys now? What is the state of Gold Star Boulevard? Right now, we're we're writing a bunch of original stuff. I sent you one of our more recent ones that we wrote all together. This is actually everyone's input called Lucky Number 7. And uh, that's our first demo that we've recorded. So we're amidst... Finding ways to record slash writing our own music. And what, did you read like a home recording, like GarageBand or something with uh, this? No, actually, uh, Luke, the guitarist, went out and bought Logic Pro. And he, so he's got some 
some sound tech that he bought. He's put a lot of money into it himself. So that's the uh, number one thing you always want to do is put money into it. As much as much as actually, um, I apologize to her beforehand. Kim Barber put the money into it. Uh, find girlfriends. Find <laughs> girlfriends who are willing to put the money into it. Uh, 30 years later, we're still friends with her. But yeah, we've never paid her back oh a goodness. fraction of what it is. So it's funny because old, old guys like us are so... Uh, old. Old. Yeah. A. Uh, broken. White. <laughs> uh, will to live. Pretty much non-existent. <laughs> no, but like the barrier to entry and record doesn't exist anymore. Like yeah. you don't need anything to go and do a podcast or make a recording or get the stuff out there. There's literally no more barrier to entry where we were always reliant on uh, the kindness of strangers. Uh, a recording space. A recording space. And I remember like there was a place called, and I guess it's still there, a place in somewhere around the worst area, the Leo Minster area, Sound of Glass. And I remember it was a big deal that we went and recorded there and it was like, you know, 15, 20 bucks, like an hour to be there. But now for the cost of that, you know, or then we got like a four track. I don't remember if we bought that or borrowed it from a place we did a gig. Uh, did you bring it back? Uh, you know, <laughs> if, if you want to get into the specifics. You say I, borrow, you know. I, yeah. Well, no, we would, we would play college radio stations all the time because they had really great gear and lots of mics. And it's like, they have yeah. 20 great mics. I mean, I think we're all agreed that they'd be really happy that when we left there was 19 great mics <laughs> left or something like that. But yeah, so there's no barrier to that. Also, with, with social media and stuff like that, you don't have to be on college radio. It's great. Yeah. I'm actually curious to know what it's like now as a band coming up in this era. Like, what what are the venues that you can get your music out of? Like, where do you put your music out? Well, we actually, well, we have nothing out yet, as I said, we're right. recording demos, but we've, a lot of the places we played, like uh, Leitrim's, uh, Beatniks, and Ralph's, those are all like kind of dive bars, and we get to play there. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of the thing we're looking to do right now. Getting stuff out on social media is, is pretty big, too, yep. the following that you have, because people, and it really is the, the social like interaction with people, so if you stay interactive with people, people tend to keep an eye on you and if you drop off the radar then they're going to forget about you and pretty quick everyone has a short attention span these days like us yeah. <laughs> what, what were we talking yeah, about yeah exactly yeah, what yeah. was my question I'm the same way <laughs> no uh, uh and, and, and it's funny because where you're the drummer i always suffered from what i termed like the pete best syndrome do you know who pete best is oh no man i've, I've heard the name pete best was pete this best. great drummer who was in this band for six or seven years truly did a thousand plus shows, and a week before his band that he was with for six or seven years, they practiced at his aunt's house. He traveled with them. He literally did a thousand shows because this band would do two or three shows a night for a few years. He was the most popular one in the band. Mm -hmm. And so the band, knowing they were going to get signed, like he is going to get all the attention, they threw him out of his own band. And they brought in Ringo Starr just less than seven days before the Beatles signed. Wow. That's and so, tough. Yeah. So Pete, Pete Best was the drummer who was with them in Germany all those years. So my only ability is to counter for either fast or slow. I'm like, I'm going to do everything, like manage it. I don't just book all the shows, do all the press. We got lots of press and stuff like that. And you're your band's drummer. 
and you're the one who put every, and it's funny because the rationales it's the same thing it's a it's a brother the the singer and the drummer are brothers but you know the drummer is pretty much the driving force behind you know all the like Dave writes most of the songs mm-hmm. with his brother but his brother takes care of everything else so you can't be replaced by somebody else who can count to four fast <laughs> or slow yeah yeah it's it's we all have some writing capabilities our singers written most of our stuff at this point but we're all starting to contribute a lot and so it's it's getting to be a lot of fun I, I wrote some stuff early on and it was really clear why I don't write any stuff and why Dan does or, or John did or something like that but so now back to like today with everything that you have in front of you do you guys have a game plan in six months a year or two years or is it just let's see what happens it's it's a little bit of both we're all people who just like to do whatever the heck we want so we're just gonna push forward but i'm very i go to engineering school and uh, i have been for quite some time now uh but so i'm very methodical so i'm saying all right we're gonna do it this way we're gonna do it right and so it keeps kind of helps keep us in line and so right now our plan is to sort of get a uh something out by next year or not by next year but sometime next year have something out as far as an ep or an album and to be playing more places where do you go to engineering school i go to wpi in worcester nice everybody else in school there uh no, no. Uh, our singer goes to UMass Lowell. Oh yes. So and he's never played Lowell. And like, not, he hasn't played Lowell because he just started there. He's all right because yeah. Lowell has a lot of. I mean, I grew up next to Lowell, and then like right after film school, I moved to LA for twenty plus years, and Lowell's changed since then. But it does. It has a vibrant music. Like so, this club I didn't know it, but a friend of my wife's couldn't make the show, and she's like, oh. You know, why don't you, uh, I'll go to the next one. My friend runs his club called Uncharted. I never heard of it. I looked it up, and old guys like me who like bands like the Lemonheads and Dinosaur Junior, <laughs> both the singer and the singer of Dinosaur Junior, uh, one of the two singers of Dinosaur Junior from did another band called Sebado, and Evan Dondo, the singer from the Lemonheads, both last month did shows at Uncharted, and I'm like, oh. Really? oh. Okay, so it's a 100-seat venue. It's a little venue that's also a restaurant slash art gallery, and there's lots of little places like that. But when you get people like legends in the alt-rock, you know, especially the Boston alt-rock circle from either Dinosaur Jr. or Lemonheads, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this, this could be great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so and if your singer goes there, you know, who else is in college? Um, well, we're all college age. Our guitarist, he's a, uh, he's a tradesman. He, he, he's a plumber. And uh, he's working with his dad, and the other guy is um, he's he's on a semester off from school. He's I think he's trying to do engineering school as well. Uh, do you guys utilize like the resources of like college radio? We've had uh, three plus shows at WPI now, uh, and the college radio. Actually, I haven't haven't gotten into that now because I don't think anybody listens to it anymore. Yeah, because we have stuff like Spotify or internet podcasts to to go check out nobody does listen to it and nobody ever really did however like this going back when when we would go and see like the pixies when they were playing places there was a place next to i'm so fucking old there's a place right next to and it just closed down last year or the year before it was called tt the bears right next to the middle east cafe do you know these clubs in boston i do actually so tt's we would see bands like buffalo tom and the pixies on a Wednesday or a Thursday night for a couple bucks, there'd only be like 40, 50 people in the room, but 40 of the 50 people 
were from college radio stations. Really? And, okay. And that was always, you know, the driving force for us. And that's how we ended up getting to do a lot of tours. And, and, and college was where the money is. Like, you would get a unthinkable, like, 500 bucks for going out and playing SUNY Buffalo, you know. And we would use that, like, okay, so if we're going from, you know, Boston to Buffalo and it's 500 bucks – that pays to do something in Albany on the way there and somewhere in like Springfield on the way back for no money or like 50 bucks and like, you know, beer or stuff like that. But it was that, that's why we always loved the college radio thing. Cause those people were like really invested into the music. Well, that's a good idea. And the other thing, the other thing that, uh, that we would do is if, if you have a college radio show, you probably book the college or you book a local local like college night at like a bar, you write for a fanzine, or now it's an online plugging thing. And then Joe and I did a, a syndicated you know sketch show that we had like videos in. We found out that there was lots of little shows like ours all around the country, like cable access shows. If you are taking the time to do a music video, a music centric cable access show on like Schenectady, you're probably also booking a local club or have some local tie-in. And through that, we would just tour through college. And again, yeah, 10 people are listening to your college radio show, but mm-hmm. all 10 of those people will show up wherever you play. Yeah, we've noticed that. People, you reach one person and they'll bring two or three friends next time. And then those people, you know, it, it grows quick. So the other thing that we would uh, utilize college radio for is, you know, all joking aside, um, some colleges like, like Tufts University... They had a really vibrant college station, and it was an engineering thing. Um, they had a lot of audio engineers. We would go there before going to a studio because we would get a really great sound. Like if we were working out songs, we had like 10 songs. We were going to record five. We would play them live on this college thing and get a really good working. Oh, this doesn't sound anything like we thought it did in our heads. Fuck that. But this throwaway song is actually workable. It sounded good. Let's record that. Right. Let's spend the money. Because there's, there's so many free resources like that out there. But I, I, we were poor. And only one of us had a girlfriend who could, you know, give us money. And the other the other guys, you know, like Dan, for the number of friends that he had, you think one of them would have kicked in some money. No. They had, they had their money spent elsewhere, I think. Yeah, on his beer. He's in beer. Right. I don't know. I'm going to ask, I guess, the dumbest cliche questions. Who did you Who did you listen to most growing up? Growing up, oh man, I got to say, probably my favorite, one of my favorite bands is Led Zeppelin, and I think that would be wow. around the group. That we all love Led nice Zeppelin. Nice to hear. Yeah, it is. It's it's very it's very encouraging because I think that now, uh, who's out there now that in 20 years people are going to say, oh, gee, I really remember listening to. X, yeah, right, right. LMF and O, like you know, <laughs> LMF and O, or Twenty One Pilots. I heard them, and I'm like, I gotta start a band. <laughs> Did are you? Were your parents way into you know rock music growing up? My or, my or dad used to be it? super into this sort of stuff. He he would he actually played out and he'd do stuff like the Eagles. Uh, he was more into soft rock, but yeah, I, I love the Eagles as well. I was listening to them on the way in. Do you have vinyl at the house, or did you have like actual records at the house that you would like, um, go through? I don't. I'm more of a CD guy myself because um, they're smaller and easier to keep in small spaces. But right. um, the buddies have records. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this because vinyl is you know 
on the comeback. It is. It is. Shockingly it's, is. It's a very hipster thing, as it were, but I think it, it's coming back just because uh, the it's The cool. term is hipster douchebag. The full oh, term I'm is sorry. hipster yeah, douchebag. Hipster, hipster douchebag. I, and I say that lovingly. Like, look how I look. I mean, most people assume I'm a hipster douchebag. You aspire to be a hipster. Not a hipster. Bag. We can drop the, you know, the hipster part. Uh-huh. Um, are there any like Boston bands? Um, and please don't say Boston. Please don't say Boston or Aerosmith. Are there any like Boston bands that you've either like really liked their music or said, "Hey, they've come from the same place we did, and this is where they went to." We'd be great if we could be that. Honestly, not not really. A lot of us. Um, at least not for myself. I know I like listening to the Pixies, um, but the um, the band that's really struck us recently and has been a big inspiration was Greta Van Fleet, and you've no probably heard about them. You haven't heard of Greta Van Fleet? Well, go check them out. The very Led Zeppelin esque. You've probably heard them being scrutinized. They sound like Led Zeppelin, and they're like, well, whatever. But they they have a great song. They just released an album last month, and they've been a super inspiration to us. You may have heard Highway Tune on uh, what is that? One hundred seven. I don't. Three, I, I think. Yeah, like I personally, I myself listen to satellite radio mostly. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which it basically it actually pigeonholes me musically because everything is so segmented on satellite radio. So you have seventies, eighties, you know, yeah. all, the nineties rock. Um, so you can everything is so like microcasted now, like a narrow casted, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's, it's what you want. They, they give you what you want, so you... Exactly, right. So you don't have to actually be exposed to anything new, like I was when I was growing up. Right. Um, Joe, I'm, I'm going to let them know a little bit about your musical oh, background. Please. So, 95, we drove across country? 97, I believe. Okay. You had, and I want to say, 14 tapes to bring with you. Cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. And 12 of the 14 were... Weird Al Yankovic. Wow. Okay. okay. This sounds like uh, our, if you were on a desert island kind of the question. <laughs> you could bring one thing. But Weird Al is sort of every man's music. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Al, yeah. Was driving yeah. cross country with me like being on a desert <laughs> island? You, you don't have the ability to play something off a phone right now, do you? Uh, I do. I put okay. it up to a microphone. All right. That's what <laughs> we do at practice. Do, we, do you really so. want to actually play? I do. Have you seen this clip? Who is that? Okay. You haven't. You like Led Zeppelin, yes? I do. Okay. I want you to... Well, actually, you hold that up to the mic while you watch that. But hold the mic as close as you can. And keep in mind, she is seven. Check out her foot. As you watch this and you say you like Led Zeppelin, does this seven-year-old make you want to work harder to play more like John Bonham? Or do you say, fuck it, she, I will never be as good as this seven-year-old? Because that's where I weigh in. <laughs> no, you can, you know. But, but yeah, there's this clip that went around the internet of this seven-year-old girl. And they, sh- and they showed it to um, Jimmy Page on a, on a British talk show. And he's like, I will literally, if somebody can reach out to your parents, she can go on tour with us. Like, she's that good. But I'm like, and I have a friend who, you know, forever uh, works at Universal Music Group, who was in a band called The X's that did really well in the 90s. Uh, had a couple songs that were used on, I think, the Guitar Hero 2 or Guitar Hero 3. 
and I, and I was watching this with him one day, and he's like, "Yeah, that's just divine intervention." But when you said you like Zeppelin, yeah, I'm like, I love Zeppelin too. I would never try to play a Zeppelin song because uh, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, that's a the the point you brought up is do I try to get better or do I just say I right, screw it, I'm never gonna be there. I mean the 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 same applies anywhere. It's, you just got to work at it and. You gotta make your own thing. If you try to be somebody else, you're never gonna do it. Like if I was tr- to try to be John Bonham, I could. I'm gonna die like, unhappy. Like, <laughs> covering Elvis tunes is okay. Yeah. Cover, covering, and it depends what Zeppelin song it is. There's some songs, but there's you know I just was uh, with on tour with the basketball team and the Middle East doing basses, and a band was there one night. And the band played a couple of their songs and a Who song, a couple of their songs and a Zeppelin, and they they were complete B B plus. On those mm. covers, but like the drummer, I mean, it's so hard to do a Keith Moon fill and a Keith Moon roll and yeah. some of this stuff. So yeah. it was a strip down. It sound you knew what he was playing, like you yeah. know. But I'm like, oh, very I few can get it. Get it down. We've been trying to play the ocean, and I got to be honest, it's it's I I'm never happy with how I play it, but it's it's, it's Zeppelin's so good. It's a lot of fun. We like the Stones and Beatles too, so those are a little easier to to capture. But in a different, it's more difficult in a different way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I would say that trying to emulate um, a famous rock drummer, if you want to be a drummer, is a good jumping off point. But it's probably, it shouldn't be like your Moby Dick where you're constantly <laughs> right, trying yeah. to, like, right. I'm never going to be John Bonham and then, you know, throw away the sticks. You just, mm-hmm. you know, you get to the best point that you could possibly get and then get better even more. So, so. so that's why when I started, I would listen to Cure songs. I'm like, I can play this in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Done. Uh, I, I had trouble if I, if I was a drummer, I would be very intimidated listening to, let's say, Def Leppard. Because, you know, this guy's got one arm and he's he's killing it. I actually saw him back in, when was it? July, I think. Oh, yeah. July or August. And it was, it was a sight. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. And a great story. You, you know, he always didn't have one arm, and, and yeah. the band put the band on hold for like three years. And and when and when they when he lost his arm, they were it. They were stadium concerts doing like yeah. the 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 was it Schaefer Stadium back then? The Sul- oh, it was yeah. Sullivan Sull- Stadium. Yeah, I think it was Schaefer Stadium. It was Schaefer yeah. Stadium back then? They were doing <laughs> stadiums, and the whole band said. Yeah, fuck it. We'll wait, you know. And he figured out. It's like, yeah, that's that's right. that's I dedication. That's really, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, when we do covers, we we uh, we don't. Right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if we do, we we do like like this show. We're going to be doing uh, Kenny Rogers Ruby, but like um, okay, a, a rock version. It's a great lyrically. It's a really harsh, gut wrenching. You know, literally. Open your chest cavity, rip out your heart, and show you your beating heart as you <laughs> fade into oblivion. Type song, but not with. The, the, but the kids love it. The, the kids, I, no one will know it. The only people there who will know it is like you know me, and hopefully you guys when Dan, you're playing it. And hopefully fifty fifty if our bass player uh, fifty fifty if our bass player is there fifty fifty if he knows it's a cover tune. Um, <laughs> So, all right, so so you guys want to get something out? Do you guys ever sit around? Or you, you're what are you? So if you're 22, you're in your junior year, senior year. I'm, I'm in two my semesters away, graduate year. So yeah. And, and 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 when you when you talk with your parents, are you like, yeah? As soon as I get this degree, I'm gonna go on a tour with the band. Yeah, they <laughs> they like that. Um, they're 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 supportive in their own way. Yeah. In their own way, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, my mother's supportive in her own way of 
Nothing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. We get a lot of support from everywhere we go. Our our families have been super supportive, providing us with time, space, and just like money when we need it. Honestly. And, and so when you guys play, you guys had a decent crowd when you guys played out. Was that was it fans? Was it family friends? A that little bit was, of both. That was a mix of uh, family. Uh, friends, friends from WPI because it's very close to there, and uh, some fans who've just seen us before, and they're like, "Let's see what it's all about." Because I've I've met with some people who say they're, "Oh, we're in bands too," and they we just never got to play out. And they said, "Yeah, well, come check us out and see what it's like to to do this." And they were they were blown away. So I was really happy to see that. It's always fun to get a smile out of the crowd. If I can see one person smiling, it just pushes me to play that much more. It's a great answer. It, it is. It it's a little is too positive great, for this. Yeah, I'm not used yeah, to it. I'm, I'm, I don't know where to <laughs> go with this. Feeling weird. And <laughs> there's a number of times Joe played out with us. I played out is a little, <laughs> little hard. We uh, sometimes we had uh, another musician. Sometimes we this the uh, the old Sid Vicious thing. We don't have a bass player, but just stand here and hold this and jump around and make fun of us. Yeah, I know. Uh, you, it, you couldn't tell. I mean, well, the bass was made of cardboard. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, our, our our whole goal playing out, you know, it was a little different. It was um, see if we can really make the place go bankrupt because it was always like free booze. You know, we're not oh, going to pay man. you, but you can drink here. And uh, or can we physically, physically get thrown out of a club? So we we we, we had a little different take on things. Yeah, there's a generation gap between what your band went through and what the Gold Star Boulevard is going through now. There's a, I don't think they have that sort of... Uh, they're not brought up in that same environment. Uh, uh, were you at the Bun Rally thing where we played with um, Flock of Seagulls? Uh-huh. Were you at the Flock of Seagulls thing where we literally got thrown out of a club, like our equipment thrown out oh by the goodness. band of Flock of Seagulls? They didn't appreciate us ending our set opening for them with a 20-minute version of their one hit. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've talked about about that and thought about how funny that would be. So I guess it's it's neat to meet oh, it's, it's someone awesome. who's done that. <laughs> so what you have to do now is learn a Dan Cray Beyond It song and play that. Well, there we well, go. I well, guess the, we'll the, see. The other band that is playing with us, the Kit Nico, who you've been on the emails with. Right. He's jammed with us. He's he's been a friend for a couple of years. And a couple summers ago, when I was in Kuwait, he guitar he had sent he. Had a job. I mean, a real job working in a coffee shop, just playing songs. Like, oh, mm. good for you. And he covered a couple of our songs. And there's one song of ours he liked. He's like, are you guys playing that? I'm like, no, you are. It's like, we're done playing it, dude. Like, <laughs> there you go. We recorded nice. that. and made, you know, It was on MTV in 93. We don't want to play it anymore. But if you like it, God bless you. By all means, you yeah. know, so you're butcher it any way you want. You, <laughs> do you think anybody, anything could offend me? Like, what, what could possibly offend Dan or I? Uh, I was gonna say like uh, a hike in booze prices, but that doesn't you not know, anymore. Exactly, that, that's uh, that's all gone. So no, I think there's very little that offends you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so 2019, you got all these New Year resolutions. You're graduating. You want to put something out. We we have you back next November. Are you taking our calls because you're a big rock star by then? Or are you gonna remember the little people? I hope we I hope we will have forgotten you by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is the best answer. Yeah. Seriously. Right. Seriously. And now, is it whose drum set? Is it yours or Nico's drummer we're going to use at the show? Um, That is yet to be determined. Could, I can bring mine, but I think you told me just to bring my breakables. See, when I went to, when we 
moved to LA, it was great. I hated it at first because there was always a drum set there. And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes I kick it over and I, I don't want to break <laughs> a nice drum set. That's why I never had a nice, mm. you know, first the Flintstone mug and now this. <laughs> we can't have nice things. But then, I, then it was like, oh, wait, this is really fucking easy. I can just show up and not break something down, put it in the car, drive an hour, take it out of the car, set up for sound check, right. break it down, put it back on stage. No. Like, it's a it, lot of work. It's a lot of work. So that's why when, now that we're playing out, I, you know, that again, the, the guys from the rationale, he has a great, like his foot pedal is like really good. It's like a $300 foot pedal, which is $300 more than I've ever spent on a foot pedal <laughs> ever. Um, a lot of the stuff I've owned has fallen off backs of trucks, <laughs> but it, but it's so nice and it's like oh, it's like you can either play a longer set or it's just easier if one person is willing to do it. So that's why I said whoever you guys figure it out. And that's the other thing. It's like we don't wanna go on last anymore. It's like yeah, none of our friends want us to go on last because they're oh, if we say we're going on nine, that really means ten thirty. It means that's another two hours or our babysitter comes see yeah. your same fucking songs we saw in ninety five, yeah. asshole. No. So that's why and people are always stunned. It's like what, what, what do you mean you're not headlining? It's like, dude, if we could go on first and get away with it, yeah. we, we would. So because I think I emailed you and Nico and I'm like, you guys figure out who's drums. You guys figure out who's going on before and after us. Okay. We're just going to show up and uh, hopefully not uh, get thrown out of clubs anymore because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with bar fights. <laughs> I think I'm pretty much done with that, you know. Any last questions for, for the – oh, wait. Where did the name come from? Uh, that's uh, – well, we were in the midst of, like, thinking of names. We were just – we had a, a high school show we were playing – what was it last year and i was driving david our singer home and uh, i was just looking at the sign down uh what was it route 190 and i see gold star boulevard on the sign i was like hey what the heck what about that and he's like yeah maybe and about six months later we were like what about that let's let's try that and so it stuck and um, so nobody pitched i can't believe it's not butter that that i'm pretty sure that actually came through but it got shot down real quick <laughs> Because that's what I wanted the band to be called originally. I can't believe uh, it's not butter. Yeah, I, I, I don't have much of a say. Uh, what is your social media handles? Uh, we're at Gold Star Boulevard, both on Facebook and Instagram. Is and it spelled out Boulevard or BLVD? It is BLVD. Okay. Yeah. And I'm very adamant to keep the period in there if we have a logo, but uh, it, it's it's fine for now. <laughs> and uh, not on Twitter? Not on Twitter, no. Good. <laughs> because have you seen Twitter lately? Oh, yeah, it's no, a hellscape. It's, I, 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 I'm old. I don't know how to use Instagram, and I, I will not have Facebook. Like that's, that's. Uh, I think I am I the last person on the planet without a Facebook account. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, okay. I don't. I, yeah, I think I think there are some people who are just born, <laughs> so, who have not yet been set up on a Facebook and, and Kenya, account. Who probably do. Oh, right. right. Okay. Um, do you have anything up there yet, or will you be posting what we have you just some, recorded? We have some videos that are linked to our Facebook account and some other. Uh, we're going to be linking stuff to our Instagram soon, so uh, keep an eye out for that. I don't have any more questions or any more insults. I just want you to plug the uh, the gig one more time. Okay, um, it is Friday, December fourteenth, at Uncharted in Lowell. I don't know the address. I think I think it's right downtown. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I wish... If you wander around, you'll find it. I wish I knew the name of Nico's band, because uh, I will plug that, too. But I didn't, you know, I haven't even told Joe yet. And, and now, now that you're sitting here, Alex, you'll hear this. We're going to do a performance art thing throughout the show where Joe is going to be. Please tell me uh, nobody's going to be naked. Oh boy, we can't <laughs> confirm nor deny that. <laughs> Did somebody tell you that? Uh, no, that's just worried from practice uh, at our at our house. Oh just, no, you know, that's it why can my, happen. That's why my sister. Hasn't come to see us since like '92 because well, we were somewhere in New. I think she was in New York, and she. Oh, my brother's playing went with a bunch of friends. It's like my brother's naked. <laughs> I we'll bring leaving. our visors. So, uh, no, I don't do that anymore. You know, um, you know, uh, I don't do it any less. No, but Joe, Joe's going to be doing a, a Christmas Carol thing where he's going to be on stage the whole time. He's going to narrate the thing, and we are all going to do sets. Uh, akin to the three ghosts that he gets visited by that night. Great. <laughs> I'm just hearing about this for the first time, but I love it. I'm glad to be a part of this. Let's do it. As I was driving over, I'm like, yes. Yeah. It's either that or George Washington in a washing machine. Right. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm really excited. I'd say what order we're playing in, but and, and literally whatever you guys want to do as far as who goes on, it's like whoever wants the glory of headlining or, you know... Uh, <laughs> Or apologizing for us with their set, I would. As long as you're in the middle, you don't want to be at the beginning nor the end. Yes, exactly. You want to be that sex. You just want to be like that creamy white filling of an Oreo. There you go. Creamy and white. (laughs) Uh, What one song should we go out from you guys with? Uh, Well, I sent you "Lucky Number Seven. That's a song we all wrote recently, and we're very, very excited to to get that professionally recorded when we do. So we sent you our demo. Fan fantastic. All right. Well, thank you, Alex, for joining us on Carnival Personnel Sideshow, Gold Star Boulevard. Check them out. Yeah, thanks for having us. And for please me. do not forget. Oh,